the game is over, the New York Jets are the world champions. You play to win the game. He's got it! That's a Jet touchdown! Can't wait! You're listening to the official New York Jets podcast, a Jets 360 production. What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to the official Jets podcast. Ethan Greenberg here in studio. You might be thinking, where's Eric Allen? No, he's not slacking because it's the bye week. Eric Allen's busy doing Eric Allen things. Probably eating some soup right now or putting some hot sauce on his chicken. He's a big hot sauce guy, but not that you needed to know that. Regardless, it's the bye week, as I'm sure you know. No football this Sunday for the New York Jets. But we're still at it. The the train doesn't stop here at Jets 360. And I know it's just me, but basically what we're going to do is earlier this week, we had a special buy edition of Practice Today presented by SiriusXM. Olivia Landis, Eric Allen, and myself were all on set. And we figured to play that for you because it really goes in depth of what the Jets have done up to this point after 10 games and what they need to do and what fans should be looking forward to for the rest of the season. So without further ado, here's the show. Again, practice today presented by SiriusXM every Wednesday and Friday, but this is a special edition because it's the bye week, so we had it on a Tuesday. You can watch it on NewYorkJets.com, YouTube, Facebook. We'll see you next week. Sirius XM, Olivia Landis, Ethan Greenberg, and Eric Allen here at the Atlantic Health Jets Training Center. And would you look at that? When was the last time all three of us were on a live show? Probably last year at some point in time, I, I would have to imagine. Uh, Whether any camp for the regular season, yeah. I'm not I'm sure. I'm actually thinking the trio was last together when we started <laughs> the live show production way back in 1978. Oh, no, oh, I, okay. I was going to say way before I was born, but yeah, okay, we'll go with that. It's that, great that was to have, my memory. <laughs> great to have all three of us on the show. It's a special bye week, as you all know. The Jets are uh, the Jets have their bye week in week 11, and after 10 games, the Jets are now three and seven on the season. And EA, Ethan, there's not really any easy way to say this, but last week the Bills just handed it to the Jets, and I spoke to Warren inside the locker room post game, and he said, "This is the first time I feel like we, as a defense, just got smacked." Todd Bowles said it accurately. The Jets stunk up the joint. There's no way to sugarcoat it. The mm-hmm. Bills came in and took home a 41-10 to decision. They scored on their first drive. It took them two plays. They scored in less than one minute. On their second possession, following the Jets three and out, the Bills went to a little trickeration with the fake punt. And then... They're in the end zone again, and it was 14 nothing. It was just one of those days at the office where whatever could go wrong, Greens, went wrong. Well, I think head coach Todd Bowles said it best. It was a bad day to have a bad day. And Olivia, yeah. like you said, Morris Claiborne said, this is the first time this mm-hmm. year where he felt the Jets really got smacked and got beat. And yes, the Jets have a 3-7 and seven record, but they're in a lot of those ball games. This was not one of them, like you said, 41-10 to 10 decision final but the Bills came into that game an anemic offense like you've talked about but the Jets played from behind for the majority 
for all of the game, which puts any team in any situation. Mm-hmm. It's a very difficult decision or a very difficult situation to come back from that when you're playing from behind. Yeah, and players. I just like to add to that here, Liv, is that uh, the Jets' offense entering that ball game mm-hmm. had been scuffling the pre- previous three games. So when you get behind the eight ball and it's 14 nothing, that kind of changes the entire complexion. Mm-hmm. And as you guys both know, Sam Darnold started the first nine games for the Jets in 2018. Josh McCown got the start, and that was basically the first time in a calendar year he's been out there on the field. So although no team wants to head into their bye week three and seven, there could be an upside to some self-scouting. So what are some of the benefits to, to this team that is now three and seven on the season to be able to take a little bit of a break, not only have the coaches self-scout, but the players self-scout as well? Well, I think the players can just get away. I think that's what they have to do at this point. They get a chance to rest their bodies. This is a late bye in terms of week 11. But for the coaches, they'll be in here just a few steps away from the auditorium here at One Jets Drive. And they have to look at the tendencies. What's happening here that is working for us? What's not working for us? What can we potentially add to the playbook? What should we knock out of the playbook here uh, going down the stretch? Because Greens, the Jets aren't preparing for an opponent this week. Yeah, they'll take an early look at the New England Patriots. But what they're really preparing for Mm -hmm. is a long, deep dive, a look at themselves. Well, I'm looking at quarterback Sam Darnold because this is the first time in a very long time that he's able to take a step back. Last week, he was a bystander watching Josh McCown Mm -hmm. from the sideline operate the offense. But you got to think about Sam Darnold in the macro level. He hasn't really had a break since January of 2017 when he was going back for his junior year at USC because after the Cotton Bowl in January 2018, it was pre-draft process, it was the combine, Mm -hmm. and then you get drafted, rookie minicamp, training camp, the preseason. So this is the first time in a long time that Darnold's able to take a step back and really evaluate himself from not only this season, but however far back he'd like to go. Mm-hmm. And Sam Darnold, good news is that head coach Todd Bowles said he's out of the walking boot. Yeah, very good But news. it's unsure if he'll play Week 12 against the Patriots. We shall see. So when the when the team comes out of the bye, there are six games remaining on the season. You mentioned Sam Darnold. Now, we don't know whether or not he's going to play in the remaining six games. Like you said, head coach Todd Bowles mentioned how he is out of the boot going into the bye. But, yeah, if he does play in the remaining six games, how valuable can these reps be? Anytime we see Sam Darnold on the field in 2018, it's going to be huge not only for him, not only for this offense, but this entire organization. What I try to remind people of is, yes, that game against the Buffalo Bills was ugly, but Darnold was not on the field. Mm -hmm. A lot of the success of the Jets in the future is going to be based on the development of Sam Darnold. So let's see what he can do over these final six games. If indeed he gets the ball against the New England Patriots, I would echo Green's sentiments. This is a nice opportunity for him maybe to get away. Maybe he goes back to some warm weather in Southern California get away. I, wanted, I can't blame him if he does. Okay. It's a little chilly out here lately. <laughs> it, it is chilly. I'm sick of it. <laughs> uh, but, and then he can come back and get in the office with Jeremy Bates, the Jets' offensive coordinator, and they can discuss those first nine games when he did start. But if I'm a Jets mm-hmm. fan, I'm very excited to watch Darnold and what he brings to the table here over the, uh, the the course of these final games. There are a couple things that stand out to me. Is One is EA and I had Brian Baldinger on the official Jets podcast the other week, and he yeah. said 
that don't really pay attention to Sam Darnold's statistics up till this point and whatever happens throughout the course of the last six games if he starts because he watched Peyton Manning, who's one of the best of all time, throw 30 interceptions his rookie year. And he didn't say that Darnold's going to become Peyton Manning or anything like that, but he said rookie stats aren't indicative of how they play. And not only that, thinking back to your interview with Tony Romo, Olivia, when the yeah. Jets were playing the Bears in Chicago, Tony Romo said something that stuck out to me. He said, look for Sam Darnold in the second half of the season to turn a page. And he mentioned next season and OTAs, how the game will really slow down. But after the bye week moving forward from weeks 12 to 17, again, if Darnold gets the start, I think that Donald could flip a page and you start to see him play a little bit faster than he has in the first nine Well, games. Romo yeah. did say that jump typically is between the first and second seasons. This will give him a time to take a step back. But overall, on a macro level, Liv, and we're going to get into this, is the Jets' offense has to find mm-hmm. its bread and butter. And that's more than just Donald. But if I'm a fan, like we've been saying out here, I'm very interested to watch Darnold when he gets back on the field. Yeah, We'll talk a little bit more about the Jets' offense later in the show, but right now, earlier in the week, CBS's Otis Livingston sat down with head coach Todd Bowles, who talked about the importance of self-scouting during the bye week. Well, you got to find ways to try and win ball games and put people in the right position. So I'll evaluate myself, then we'll evaluate the coaches, and then we'll evaluate the players and see what we can do better to get them in position to try to win these last six. They say failure and adversity are the best teachers. What do you think this team is going to learn? We should have learned a hell of a lot after this last one. So, you know, the the guys are determined, and they're going to fight. And it shows you who you really are. So we're going to step up and see. How we coach and how right, we good play. to hear from head coach Todd Bowles talking about self-scouting and the importance of that during the bye week. Now let's take an eagle's eye view and think of the big picture. Right now, the Jets offense is ranked 29th overall. Passing, they are ranked 29th. Rushing, they are ranked 19th. And in scoring, they are ranked 23rd. Those aren't necessarily the prettiest numbers that we see up on the board and you know, not where the Jets' offense wants to be. But, you know, heading into this bye, I'm sure they're going to do some self-scouting. In this four-game losing skid that the Jets are currently in the middle of, they've been struggling on offense. And EA mentioned the team's bread and butter, especially offensively. Well, that involves the Jets' running game. And over these next five games or so, I think that the Jets really need to rediscover their running game. And Bilal Powell's on injured reserve. That leaves Isaiah Crowell, Mm -hmm. Eli McGuire, and Trenton Cannon. And I want to mention Eli McGuire because this is someone that hurt his foot the first training camp practice. He had a good spring. He comes back. He's played two games for the Jets, one against the Miami Dolphins, and then this Mm -hmm. last week against the Bills. He's had 19 total touches. And of those 19 touches, he has 10 first downs, and he's rushed the ball for 13 times, 60 yards. That's 4.6 yards a carry. He's been pretty reliable in the passing game as well. So I'm looking forward to seeing what McGuire, the second-year running back out of Louisiana Lafayette, can do with this opportunity, given a bigger role with Bilal Powell on IR. And, oh, by the way, Jeremy Bates likened him to Kevin Falk the other week. Yeah, he did. Uh, the other guy who is going to benefit from this rest coming up is Isaiah Crowell. He was mm-hmm. battling injury uh, earlier in the year. He was on the injury report. Uh, the Jets haven't been able to get that run game going. Uh, we mentioned how they were playing be- uh, behind against the Buffalo Bills, but just to add to what Greens was saying about Eli McGuire, how about Trenton Cannon too? He's getting yeah. valuable reps on offense, a six-round pick and he's been one of the top special teams performers for here for the New York Jets. 
And this team needs some explosion plays at times mm -hmm. because you just can't run the football three, four yards a clip and then expect to get down the field and score all the time. You need some explosion yeah. plays. And Cannon is a guy who potentially could give them some explosion plays down the stretch. Well, yeah, another rookie that has turned heads this season is tight end Chris Earn, and he's had an impressive uh, first 10 games of the season, and he scored, I believe, in four games so far. So Chris Hernan is making a name for himself so far. Yeah, Hernan's a, uh, he's a complete player, and it was a good find, good value. Uh, Mike McCagnon, uh, getting him in the draft where the Jets got him back in the spring. He's a guy who can kind of do everything. He's versatile. I think he's explosive in terms of on the top of his route. Uh, he's a natural pass catcher, and he also gets involved in the pass game, but uh, in the run game as far as, far as being a blocker. Mm -hmm. And that's what something we got to see these tight ends do down the stretch. they got to help that offensive line at times because a lot of teams, I think, are going to try to defend the Jets by low net box and taking away that run. The Jets have to find a way to run the football, and Herndon is involved in this offense in every facet because they're going to line him up outside the numbers. He can act as a receiver. He's also going to line up in front of one of those tailbacks like an Eli McGuire as a fullback. And then he also can be an inline blocker. But he's a natural receiver. He's a guy who looks like a good find for this team. Well, we've seen Chris Herndon growing so far throughout the first 10 games of the season. But a player that has jumped from year one to year two in his progression just outstandingly is Jamal Adams. And, you know, we talked about it earlier. He could be considered this team's MVP. I would say that that's a fair bet. I say he is this team's MVP, especially through 10 games so far. I got to call you on this. Okay. Didn't we have the conversation <laughs> on the podcast? We, we had a conversation on the podcast. I said I was going <laughs> with the X-Factor MVP. Not X not the factor. obvious one. That, that's probably Ooh. not the right way to say it. What I'm saying is I didn't want to go with the obvious. I was trying to take it a step further, a deeper dive. Unique. So now you're yeah. going to the obvious? Yeah, I'm going to the obvious. Uh, is that right, okay? So go, go to the On practice obvious. today? Okay, that's Presented fine. by SiriusXM, is that okay? <laughs> hey, man. Uh, yeah. What, are you challenging me? I no, was I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. You're right. I did not say oh, Jamal Adams, but I also <laughs> said I have to clarify that I was going for the deeper dive team MVP. Why don't you tell people where they can listen to the podcast? You can listen on NewYorkJets.com, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. It's a great time. But this is pra Oh, no. You can hear okay. more about this debate, apparently. Frank because the Tank I don't know over here, he's, very, uh, he's enjoying this exchange because he knows I'm right about this team MVP, but... Okay. Well, let's dive into Jamal Adams. Thank doesn't you. Matter, Thank you very much. Thank you. doesn't matter who you originally Back said. Back to business. Jamal Adams back to business. How is he considered this team's MVP right here, right now? Because he's second on the team in tackles. He's second on the team in tackles for loss. He's second on the team in pass defenses, and he's everywhere. Mm -hmm. You line him up up by the box. He's diagnosing things like Rontez Miles said on Inside the Jets, which I know we'll get to in a little bit. Yeah. But Jamal Adams flies on the field. He's vocal. And you really hear from inside the locker room that he's taking the next step as a leader on this team. And the book on him coming out of LSU is that he was electric on and off the field. He's one of five team captains. He's a second-year player as a team captain. Players gravitate towards him. And everyone that visited the Jets in training camp from the national perspective, everyone that sees him play, they gravitate towards him. And they always tout his play and the fact that he plays fast, he's loud, and he flies to the ball. He's diagnosing better. His eyes are yeah. better. Uh, I think it, I don't know what the exact number is now in terms of stops behind the line of scrimmage, but I think he entered the Buffalo game with eight, eight stops behind the line of scrimmage, and we're talking about his safety. And he is a Swiss Army knife because it's almost like having an extra linebacker out there. You can put him in the box, and 
that's very beneficial for your run defense. I think he's got better in mm-hmm. coverage as well, and he's an explosive player, a dynamic performer, uh, and I think as Rontez Miles uh, told me and Eric Coleman on Inside the Jets is that you know he's just going to continue to get better and better. Well, one more thing about Jamal Adams. Sorry about that. Is That's that okay. the Jets are second in the NFL in 58 passes defense? Mm-hmm. And I know Jamal Adams. A lot of people say, oh, he, he plays like a linebacker up by the boxes, tackles, tackles for loss. EA mentioned how quickly he diagnoses the run. Well, he's second on the team with nine passes defense on a team that's second in the NFL. So clearly better in coverage as well. So he's very impressive so far. So actually, Eric Allen was able to hear from Rontez Miles on Inside the Jets earlier this week, and he talked about Jamal Adams and his progression in year two. He does a great job that a lot of of safeties that I played with in the the past years don't do. He he diagnoses the play. He 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 can read the front. He actually has like vision like a linebacker, which I give credit to our coach. Denard, he does a great job teaching that, but for him to be that young in his second year and grasp that fast and play that fast, sky's the limits with Jamal. All right, we just heard from safety Rontez Miles talking about safety Jamal Adams and his jump from year one to year two. You guys talked about it. He's reading things better. Um, he's all over the stat sheet. But now let's move on to the defense as a whole. The defense so far this season has performed fairly well, I would say, up until last week against the Bills when they had a little bit of a letdown. And, you know, like I mentioned earlier in the show, Morse Claiborne said this is the first time I felt like this defense really got smacked. So let's dive into the defense as a whole. Uh, first thoughts that pop into your mind, EA, when we're talking about this defense heading into the bye week well I think uh, overall they've been good in the trenches against yeah. the Bills they were not good in the trenches the Bills were in for more than 200 yards against the Jets if you talk to anybody in the locker room when we're down there all three of us each and every week every day the guys say number one defensively you have to stop the run mm-hmm. Jets have to get back to that now against Tom Brady and company after the bye that's the first team you're going to be seeing it's Sony Michelle an yeah. impressive rookie out of Georgia, and we'll be talking about him next week. Uh, but Tom Brady's going to throw the ball all over the yard. But for the Jets, what you really want to see is you got to stop the run, get back to the takeaways. We haven't takeaways. seen a takeaway yeah. over the past four games. And mm-hmm. this was a team that thrived on takeaways yeah. early in the season. They tend to come in bunches. Uh, you'd like to see that down to the stretch. If you're able to contain teams' run games – then you can get exotic, creative, and bring your pressure packages on third down. Mm-hmm. When teams are running against you and they have balance, then you're not able to unload those packages against opposition quarterbacks. Well, one bright spot in the defense this season has been linebacker Avery Williamson, a free agency pickup, and he's leading the team in tackles, and he's really just making an impact on the field every single game. Well, we talked about Jamal Adams earlier. Avery Mm -hmm. Williamson comes to the Jets in free agency from the Tennessee Titans, who the Jets will see later on on their schedule as well. So Demario Davis goes to the New Orleans Saints, and the Jets elect Teresa or to sign Avery Williamson, who's young. He's a tackling machine, as head coach Todd Bowles put it. And what really has stood out to me is that he's a force in stripping the football. He's tied for the team lead with two force fumbles. And every time that the Jets are gang tackling the ball carrier, Avery Williamson is trying to punch, rip, and strip the ball out to try to create a takeaway. And I know the Jets haven't created one in four weeks, but I really like what I see out of Avery Williamson. And there were some knocks on his coverage coming into this season, but I think he's been fine in coverage as well. And when the Jets really get after the run, 
Avery Williamson is at the forefront of the attack. Well, another thing about this defense overall, while the numbers are not gaudy right now, is that I think the speed and athleticism has been mm-hmm. noticeable. And Green's mentioned, obviously, Williamson. Well, that pair in the middle. We've seen Darren Lee get better as well. He's mm-hmm. got three interceptions on the year. I know he wants to make more plays down the stretch, but that inside pair is extremely athletic. Yeah. Well, another outside linebacker, well, Avery Williamson, inside linebacker, another linebacker. Outside linebacker Jordan Jenkins has also been extremely useful on the field. He leads the team in sacks with five sacks so far on the season. Anyone want to mention in on that? Well, <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure, we, we, we can. I mean, Jordan Jenkins is... He has a career high five sacks. He leads a team with five sacks, and I know EA wants to talk about his alignment because EA has been very impressed with Jordan Jenkins in his third season. And when you look at Jordan Jenkins, the rookie, compared to Jordan Jenkins in his third year, the stock is trending upward. Two and a half sacks his Mm -hmm. rookie year, three sacks his sophomore year, and now in his third year, five sacks. And he had a great game against the Miami Dolphins a couple weeks ago, as did the entire Jets defense. But Jordan Jenkins is one of those players where the stock is trending upward. He's not that uh, speed edge rusher. He's more of a a physical guy, a stout guy who you want to set the edge and turn things inside for you. But if Jordan Jenkins is going to give you seven or eight sacks every year, you're going to be happy with that. Uh, Everybody will tell you that it's not just sacks, it's about disrupting the quarterback. And Jordan has taken steps under the tutelage of one of the best pass rushers of all time, and Kevin Green. He's really, he's taken that next step. But he'll tell you, he'll be the first one to tell you that we have to be sound against the run. So as he enjoys getting after the quarterback and being in opposition backfields, Got to turn everything inside as well, and the Jets got to clean up. They got to take Mm. away that run. A lot of moving parts, especially on the defensive side of things. Let's now dive into special teams. EA, you've been talking about this guy all season, kicker Jason Myers, who has really shined throughout the first 10 games. Uh, Great pickup by the Jets and their personnel staff. August 21st, the Seattle Seahawks waived Jason Myers. He was involved in a battle with the future Hall of Famer in Seattle, Sebastian Janikowski. The Seahawks go with Seabass. The Jets, who signed Cairo Santos in the offseason, unfortunately Santos never really got healthy here. Mm-hmm. They were still looking at kickers, so they claim him August 21st. He hits a 58-yarder in the preseason against the Philadelphia Eagles right there. Sign him up. He's on your <laughs> roster. Quick pickup. <laughs> and 21-23 to 23 yeah. so far this season, 39 touchbacks. And four field goals made of at least 55 yards. That ties Mm -hmm. an NFL record. So let's see if Myers can have that record all by himself if he hits another 55-plus yarder over the final six. You mentioned the touchbacks. That's tied for third in the NFL. Myers is tied for fourth in the NFL with 90 points scored. But the Jets' special team is more than Jason Myers. You talk about a nice pickup. How about Andre Roberts? I know after the draft, a lot of Jets fans thought, oh, maybe Trenton Cannon would be the guy because he's super fast Mm -hmm. to return punts 
punts to return kicks. And so far, Andre Roberts has been among the league leaders in punt returns and kick returns. He leads the league in punt return yards yep. and punt return average. He's second in the league in kick return yards and seventh in kick return average. Andre Roberts has been a fantastic pickup for this Jets team and Brant Boyer's unit. And since Brant Boyer has been here, I think Roberts is the most dynamic returner that he's had. And this is the best special teams performance that he's seen out of his group. I'd like to remind fans right now that yeah. Pro Bowl voting is mm-hmm. now open. NFL.com slash Pro Bowl. And a, a couple of these guys certainly deserve some votes. And they aforementioned Jamal Adams, who's playing at such a high level. Jason Myers. And if you need a return man for the Pro Bowl, I'm not sure how they set those rosters. Yeah. Andre Roberts. Is, is performing as well as anybody in the National Football League. All considerable names. Well, that does it for us here on Practice Today, presented by Sirius XM. As the team takes a bye, we will also be taking a bye. We will be, we will be back next week, though. Oh, my gosh. Stumbling all over myself You're here. You're just excited I'm to get excited. out of here, I'm Landis. excited for, for the bye week. What do, you guys, do you guys have plans? What are you guys doing for the yeah, bye week? Yeah, I'm getting my shovel warmed up because I, <laughs> I'm told <laughs> that fun. we're going to get three to five inches of snow on Thursday, Ooh. so I'll be taking care of that. And a lot of uh, a lot of house duties for myself. I wish I was going to some warm weather, but unfortunately, well, I'll be right here in New Jersey. I got. Uh, I love fort. New Jersey. I, I, I have fort. a big Syracuse week since you asked. Syracuse UConn at oh Madison boy. Square Garden on Thursday. <laughs> then SU football takes on Notre Dame in its biggest game in 20 years for the Orange at Yankee Stadium. So I'm excited. But so, but in, in Syracuse, there are two seasons. That's true. Oh, no. I, I say, I say no, this all no, the no, time. No. There are two seasons <laughs> in Syracuse. It's winter and it's basketball season. We have a third this year. It's football <laughs> season. It's great. I don't know what to do no, with myself. And it must be Cubby season because our senior producer, Chris Ovens, is going into hibernation. He's telling us to wrap it. we got to ask you. What are your plans? I'm going down south for some warm weather. Uh, count me out on that snow. I mean, I love the snow. Listen, I'm from Colorado. I'm a big snowboarder, but oh. the the snow out here is very different. The cold weather is very different. It's like more bone <laughs> you're chilling. You're talking about snowboarding. It's and you're more going bone south. chilling. You can't snowboard. I'm not even going to go there. Snowboard, snowbird, one in the same. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for us here today on Practice Today, presented by SiriusXM. Have a great day.